This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Layton Vanderett. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, welcome to another week of the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. As the big voice guy says, Brian brought us here with Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Glad to have everybody on board with us today as we uh, get into uh, the 70 days, by the way, guys, until the NFL draft takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm kind of looking forward to when the draft goes to Vegas that we just take this show on the road and be. We don't ever. We don't ever go where the draft is. I know. We always stay here at the building. We'll make a push when it's in Vegas. When it's though. in Vegas, we'll make a big push. Oh, Nashville sounds like a. Fun you okay spot. with that, Brugler? Eh, you okay? It sounds good to me. Sure. Sound good. Why not? All right. We're okay with that. Uh, like I said, uh, the the draft show is uh, sponsored by and presented by Miller Lite. We do appreciate their um, fine work. Their fine product helps us along during these draft uh, draft uh, days to kind of you know after you have a busy day, sit back and have one and talk about it. We're going to talk about it today. Because Brian Bross is a little hot. Little, you, just, you just referred to yourself in the third person, yeah. so you must be. Yeah, a little H-O-T right now. All right. What's on what, your mind, big guy? Yeah. yeah, I'm getting tired of the league telling me who I can look at and who I can't look at. You know? I this, do. Com- this combine, those folks that work off Park Avenue over up there in New York, I think that's their address still. It used to be at 405 Park, I think is what it was. They know, they know the train schedule to Connecticut, trust mm. me. They don't know what goes on on these teams at a club level, especially scouting at a club level. Don't tell me what players I can and cannot look at. And for those of you not following Brian. Uh, Somebody fill him in, please, because the, I'm hot. The league, well, we knew that Jeffrey Simmons and Preston Williams yeah. would not be invited yeah. to the Combine, but the league rescinded. By the way, two really, really Really good football players. League rescinded its invitation to Louisiana yeah. Tech defensive end Jalen Ferguson yesterday, yeah. uh, prompting a whole new line of conversation because uh, they did invite him. And so I've been I've been out sick for most of the week. So catch, yeah, welcome back though. The if, wisdom teeth. Though. If if I'm not up to speed on my details, they found out about some violent altercations in his past. He got into a fight at a McDonald's. Like, but it's in the, it's like years five in the years path. Ago. Five yeah. years when ago. he was eighteen years old. Yeah, okay, eighteen years. Like ago. if it had happened between the end of the season and now, I think that's right. a different conversation. If I ran for president right now, something like, I'd have no chance. Oh god, they would no. dig it. They no. would dig up so much stuff that's in. You know, you would be on your fourth scandal by yeah. like the first week. I'm of the your guy that run. wants to pay the players. Rumor that. So like, they. So he did this when he was eighteen. Yeah, I'm tired of the league. I hired. We've had this conversation, and and I know you know Dane. Dane was talking about it on Twitter yesterday. Joe Mixon. We had this, this conversation about Joe Mixon. I thought this was going to kind of go away, guys. I mean, I understand you have to dig in on these kids, and I understand that some information. But that's what the combine's for. The combine is for to get information to answer questions. It's for the medical. Now you got Simmons, who we will get into. This defensive tackle from Mississippi. Yeah, well, State. he's got he's yeah. in the he's in the news for another reason yeah. this week, right? Yeah. So he's rough got week the, for he's got the off the field, and plus now he's got a knee injury he's dealing with. 
All right. Well, I feel I feel a couple types of ways about this, and you know, it's we've had some healthy dialogue. Please don't defend about the it. league. No, I'm not. I'm not going to defend the league. And but I, I, yeah, I appreciate if you try. I've seen some of the arguing points. You know, like I said, Dane's had some healthy conversations about it recently, and in the case of like, uh, you know, you know, a Preston Williams or a Jeffrey Simmons, or even going back to like Ty- Tyreek Hill. Where you've got, or or Joe Mixon, where you've got some legitimately, you know, scummy skeletons in your closet. Sure. Um, I see what they're trying to do. You know, to Dane's point, you could call it a PR stunt if you want to, because at the end of the day, you're hindering these teams. That's right? all it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're hindering these teams from uh, learning as much as they can about the players. At the same time, again, and I'm I'm thinking about you know, like a a, a Tyree Kill type of situation. Maybe you you know you you deserve that to some degree. Like maybe you don't deserve the help, and and I know you're hindering the team. But are these kids going to get drafted anyway? They are, of course they are. But how much easier would their draft process be if they if they could just go to the combine? Yeah, exactly. But they're hurting the wrong people. I That's mean, you're what I'm hurting, saying. You're hurting your own team. You're hurting teams more. You're than hurting, hurting the your players. teams. You know, you talk about, and these teams will spend massive amounts of money flying around and seeing these kids. Mm-hmm. But the Combine is going to give Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Jason Garrett the opportunity to visit with players face-to-face. Jerry Jones, for all his faults as a general manager, one of them is he doesn't get to travel to see these players. I've worked for general managers that have traveled and seen these players. They have an opportunity to go to Mississippi State, to go to Louisiana Tech. Why do you take the opportunity away? If these owners, a lot of these owners are going to have to make the call. Jeff Lurie told me he did not want to draft Randy Moss. Yeah. That was a call that Jeff Lurie made, and that was after much digging in on Randy Moss. You know? I mean, these owners do make decisions. So you're, these owners show up at the combine. So you're not going to give them an opportunity to make a decision on these kids. Well, this also, and I think we talked about this last week, is it ties into the fact that the combine has become something that it was probably never supposed to be. I yeah, mean, trust me, it's going to be on ABC this year. Did y'all see that? Yeah. They're a couple hours special. It's going to be on network TV. Dudes sitting running, there in 1992, I never would have believed that. Dudes running the three cone drill is going to be yeah. a prime time yeah. net, network TV must see. God TV. bless you folks so, to watch all that. By the way, I think that's part of it. Bottom bottom line for me, if you're going to allow teams to draft these players and play these players and pay these players, let them interview the players at the combine. The, the combine's one big job fair. That's yeah, what it no, is. no question. If you know Google wants to hire somebody, if they're going to yeah. hire, you know, if they're open to hiring somebody with a sketchy background, but oh yeah, you can't come to our job fair. We'll still hire you, but you can't come to our job fair. Like it's just it's counterproductive w- what you're trying to do. If anything, these are the guys that should be at the combine, so you figure out what yes. kind of person they are, yes. more about the situation, and all it does is okay. There might be a team that is trusting the film and say, well, we didn't get a chance to really vet him fully, but we're going to take a chance on the film. Maybe you draft a bad guy. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's so many more advantages for the teams to having these guys there. This is nothing to do with privilege and, uh, that's what they're you know, calling it, it. No, no, it's just, it's a PR stunt. It's they're just, they don't want the conversation during combine week to be about what Simmons did and what Jalen Ferguson did. Right. That, that's, all, that's all they're trying to do. They're trying to and avoid that conversation. To, yeah. If it was a strict, if it was strictly a job fair, which it, it, that's the purpose, but it's not. 
if the, if that's all it was, then I don't think this would be a thing. But it is a nationally televised event. It is one of the two biggest things that happens during an NFL offseason. And the league doesn't want that conversation happening while they're trying to monopolize airtime in February. But again, I, maybe I'm stupid. But the whole idea of the combine was the medicals, but the that, information, yes. the interviews, and the workout. But Brian, when you I, know, when ask, I, when, I mean, I, I trust me, I, I was at the combine in in 1992 when it when it wasn't when they were wearing bad t-shirts and and it wasn't all this it was just about time in 40s it was about running the short show it was about getting face to face with a kid and telling him telling him telling me he was an alcoholic ask any personnel guy in the league right now and they'll they'll tell you like they'll say the combine's not for us not anymore I'm embarrassed to go the combine now I'm embarrassed to see now that I'm part of this media and I've written this before it happened with the the whole thing with with Mixon I can't even look at those friends of mine in the league, the Tommy Dimitrovs, the John Dorsey. John Dorsey told me, he says, you know what, I'd really like to talk to this Mixon kid because of you, I can't. How do you think I felt about that? Well, that's clear. You know, maybe I I'm a know. terrible scout. I don't know if I buy that, given what he did earlier this week. So. Well, you know what, though? Did he, did, he draft, did he draft a hell of a player, though? Was that kid, that kid was a hell of a player? He's, he's a pretty good player. He's also done some shady stuff. There, you know what? I think there's a lot of people, if you really dig in, they've done shady stuff. Th- and I'm not talking, I am not condoning hitting women. I am not. That's not my, but I'm just saying, though, the idea of trying to get to the bottom of why something happened. Yeah. Right. Is now taken away from these teams. And the other layer to this, too, is just the blanket. If you have a violent, Incident in your past, you're not coming. Like Jalen yeah. Ferguson is a perfect example. Yeah, got See, into a fight at a McDonald's five years ago. Well, and, and I, I want to circle back because, like I said, I feel a lot of different ways about it. I I get y'all's point and I agree with a lot of it. I don't hate the idea of there being some repercussions for doing terrible things. That's yeah, consequences. I, I don't I don't hate that idea. I don't know if this rule is the right way to go about it, but I think there there could be a compromise where. There's got to be some way where you can. What is the compromise then? I don't know. Well, what is before, the compromise? Before we do that, I just like the Jalen Ferguson thing sounds stupid. Like that, ha- if it happened when he's 18, sure, and you're punishing it for him, punishing him for it now. Yeah, I don't think I buy that. And, and I don't know his whole whole history, so maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, does he have a, a long list of problems he's been involved no, I mean, with in college? I mean, I mean, mostly college stuff. You know, like in underage. There, you know, but it's like not nothing that you know you're gonna. Yeah, I'm glad there wasn't Twitter around when I was playing football. Not Joe Mixon is what you're no, saying, right? And that's so yeah. the Jalen Ferguson thing sounds really stupid, but to me, the, the fact that they invited him in the first place and then rescind, yeah. See that that's where I mean, well but this is what bothers me is will we ever will there ever be a solution for this? Will there ever no. be a solution for this? I, don't I, think I have so. no problem, you know, consequences. I just don't think this is this no, no. rule is a consequence. Is is there a way is there a way to do that? And I'm like I'm spitballing. Uh, I suspend player. I mean, I don't if you have a violent pass, okay, Jeffrey Simmons with what happened to him. If he suspended for the first two games of NFL career, Okay, whatever. Or something you did in college, though. I, I, I that's a, I, I'd rather. That See, that's the whole thing. It goes this. back with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. You know the, the 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 United States government, the state of Ohio, did not find him in criminal, any criminal problems, but NFL is going to oh. play judge and jury now. 
Well, the, these are these are we're these are you have to take them all on a case by case basis. I'm just saying the, okay, some of these guys have are the to NFL is the NFL right now playing judge and jury. Yeah. By, yeah. yeah, they're trying to be the you know police everything that's happening. But again, it, it, it is not because they have some moral high ground here. It's all a PR stunt. Yeah. No, they, so, they've proven time and time again that tired they, of it. they don't actually care. Tired yeah. of it. It's not going to – this rule, I don't know. There are, 32 NFL teams hate this rule. Will and they, they should. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to change just because, again, the whole purpose of the rule is so we're not talking about, but, hey, we're filling you know, 15, 20 minutes of airtime right now talking about it. But the whole purpose is so in two weeks when we're in Indianapolis, we're not spending too much time talking about Jeffrey You know, you know why we're spending 15 minutes about it, Dane Burglar? Because it's our job, as our motto is, to investigate and educate. We're trying to – the, the disadvantage that we have – and the the only advantage we have the the, the only advantage is we get to watch the tape. Mm-hmm. The but but when these players don't get to show up and we don't get to question and we don't get to hear their side of the story, then we're at a disadvantage when we're trying to when I'm when I'm trying to talk to the guy in Atlanta who's thinking about drafting this guy or I'm trying to talk to the guy in Philadelphia that's trying drafting this guy. You know? That's where I'm at a disadvantage. But I have the advantage of watching the tape. I think I think we all agree that this particular rule is pretty stupid. But I do, like I said, there there's got to be some sort of way where you can accommodate both of these viewpoints. And I wonder, like maybe, I know it sounds terrifying and maybe not a fully fleshed out idea, but you could all, like you know assess these guys' cases and assign them suspensions, and I and it could work the same way an injury does. It's like well. You can draft this guy. He won't be available to you for the first 12 games of his rookie year. How does that affect his draft stock? Uh, I don't know. Is that really the right way I, to I don't do know. things, I'm, Like I said, I'm thinking out loud. No, no, I, I mean, appreciate you. I do. I'm sorry for being but just totally disgusted I'm not right completely now. against that because I'm, I'm all for guys who are have – we're not talking about an underage. We're not talking about weed. We're talking about guys with violent past. If they – and, you know, it's almost like arbitration where you're – Going over each one specifically has the, has to understand. Kid, has the kid in Seattle been okay? That whole thing, the defensive end, Frank Clark. Yeah, he's had some like missteps, but nothing like criminal. Yeah, like, okay, but that's what I'm saying. You're going to punish these kids for stuff they did in college I as mean, they come into the NFL. If it's like particularly heinous, yeah. I mean, if it's yeah, I, I wouldn't be okay. I understand. I, I understand assault with a deadly weapon, or I, I get it. Or, Hitting a woman. Hitting a the, the woman. Purpose, I get it. The purpose Choking should be your pregnant so, girlfriend. Okay, like when Jalen Ferguson's in a McDonald's and about to get into a fight, he's not going to think, oh, you know what? One day I might not be able to go to the combine if I don't walk away right now. But if they start doing these suspensions where Jeffrey Simmons has suspended the first four games of his rookie year of his NFL career, then maybe that is something that starts to creep into these top recruits and things. Hey, you know what? I this this is going to follow me the rest of my career. I, I need to walk away. If there's more consequences, it might make these kids think there's, second, have second thoughts about there's it. There's got to be a way to accommodate the fact that this shouldn't be tolerated. But I don't think that this BS PR rule is the answer. That's basically I, I can, okay. I can if you, if you guys come up with a good plan, I'm listening. But well, I'm and not, that's what I, it's all about. But I, I don't. Ha- this is not a plan. The, the combine again is it, it, it's re, its responsibility is the medical and the inter, yeah. and the interview. We I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Okay, and that's again that's my point. And and again, I'm sorry, I'm just going well, on and on about this, no, but, but I feel now being on the media side again, I feel here's my time of year where I feel responsible for not letting John Dorsey and Will McClay and John Snyder and and Tommy Dimitrov and those guys evaluate players. Brian, do you think this has anything to do with? 
the fact that they are making this a national event now and it's on television. Of course it is. And of course it is. They have to put these guys on, I guess, if if they're invited, you yeah. know, and they don't want that. Like Dane okay. said, it's a PR thing. But it's a, are there far more better stories coming out of the combine than the bad ones? Always, of course. I mean, yeah, are, I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. We're there for we're there for the majority of the thing. We're I think we're talking about positive things that happen. Even guys that have bad workouts were like, "Hey, he's got a pro day coming up March second. Yeah. Probably do better then." There's 338 of them, and like maybe I don't know, 20 or 30 have like serious character concerns. So yeah, I mean, you know what you should do with the character concern guys is don't let them work out. But let him interview and let him do the medicals. And that's let the teams talk to him, but don't let him get the primetime national TV workout. Sure. And that and that's something I think is not a bad idea. Worth talking about. But again, they don't want those guys there. So, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, so we're not talking about it and dwelling on it. It all comes back to protect the shield. It's that's all they care about. It's typical cover Have they your done grass. a good job with that yet? No. Uh, they it's uh, you know, the what what not to do playbook and when it comes to PR is the yeah. NFL. For being the most popular sport in America, it has run the worst of any of them, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Just mine. I just wish that these guys, and I wish they had the opportunity to, to do their jobs. These guys' livelihood depends on these interviews. At the end of the day, and again, for the 15th time, oh, I, know, I think I we know. all agree that it's I dumb. Know, I know, but I know. You're right. if John Dorsey wants to fuel up the G6 to go down to Starfield. And he will. He will. And he will. He'll, well, abso- and, uh, he'll absolutely fuel, and, fuel it up. You know, people talk about, oh, just go to the pro day. Well, what happens when Mississippi State and Alabama have the pro day on the same day? You know, because we we yeah. all pro days are within you know about a, they try a four to, week. They, they try to, no, do, yeah, they, they try, try, but yeah. in a four week span, you well, can only you're, to to be fair, you but, only you only get thirty guys that can come to your facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can go wherever the hell you want, whenever you want, right? Yeah, but okay, but how about the situation though with the tit with the guys with Simmons with the knee, Ferguson now with how many how many people are going to want the medical information on that guy on those kids? You can't. You you can't. That's on. That's that, on them you, to get it out there. Then isn't it? Well, you, you want your doctor looking at these kids if you're going to draft. I mean, the reason why you drafted Jalen Smith is because Doctor Cooper did the surgery. If Doctor James Andrews comes out and says, "Oh yeah, you know Simmons, his knees progressing well, yeah. responded well from surgery," that's great. But yeah, again, you want your doctor and your training yeah. staff looking at these. Yeah. And, no, I, I hear you. That, so. That's the, that's that's the number one problem right there. All right, uh, sorry about that, folks. I just you were hot. No, I'm upset again because it it fifty thousand on my head is disrespect. No, it sorry. reminds me of what what the combine to me was always about. You know, before there was TV and all. And, and trust me, I'm glad you folks get to see what goes on at the combine. This ain't this ain't your uncle Brian's combine. No, it's not. And anymore. I'm and I'm not trying to be get off my lawn guy. I'm just telling you though that I feel bad for my guys that they're trying to do their jobs and they can't because of me now being in the media. That's why I'm, that's where I'm, I hear you. I'm, I'm feeling bad. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk some football here. We're going to get into a little Twitter on the 20. So stay tuned. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972. So they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor ultimate lens package. Three innovative technologies in one lens for a limited time. You can double your lenses for free. When you purchase the Essilor ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames, find a participating eye care professional and teach. Details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. 
Terms and conditions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Indeed, we're back here at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Helmer, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for hanging out with us on Periscope. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, you know, love the interaction with the fans. Uh, I think it's important to our show. Uh, I think it's it what uh, it what kind of drives us to to look at these players and and to be able to talk about them because we get the opportunity. Again, we don't discriminate. If you're a fan of another team, we'll give you a lot of names. You know, we probably won't get into all your team needs and stuff, but as the draft goes along, if you, you follow along with us, we get to the end and we do the three days of draft coverage, we will talk about your team and team needs and who you picked and stuff like that, and you'll be better for it because you'll know these names. And by knowing these names, it also means we do something called Twitter, Twitter on the 20. David Hillman, I'll let you have this show now. Uh, yeah, Jay must have heard Dane talking about the number of cornerbacks the Cowboys have in contract years because he wants some mid-tier corner names, speaking of names. Just like, you know, day three or round three, round four, you know, late day two, early day three cornerbacks. A late three guy that I like, Justin Lane from Michigan State. Yeah, good player. Uh, former wide receiver, Made the switch over to corner. A little leggy. Plays on his heels at times, but he moves well. Good speed. Love his ball skills. Uh, As a former wide receiver, you would expect him to have you know top shelf ball skills, and he does absolutely. Um, And I think he's his instincts took a big jump this year. I think he's continuing to get better and better. So I think Justin Lane uh, from Michigan State is a name to keep on the radar if we're talking. uh, I'm a a little bit higher. But if he's there in the late third, he would make sense. Where do you have Julian Love? A little bit higher. I 
Julian Love out uh, of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame. So, yeah, I've gone back and forth on him because he doesn't have elite size and he yeah. doesn't have elite speed, but I love his feet. And I, he just has a knack for being in the right place, right time. Now, you see that lack of size show up. Watch the Stanford game yeah. against our Sega Whiteside. So you see the lack of length, lack of size show up. But Got bullied a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but I think you could, I mean, I think you, as a nickel especially, um, I have a solid two on him. So, so I, he wasn't a two three. He was more of a solid. Yeah, more of a solid two. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of his. Just, See, I have him more in the th- as a third okay. is what I have. And and I'll tell you about this kid. He's one of these guys that travels with whoever the best receiver is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and he he's not afraid to play. And but Dane's right about him though. And but uh, about his. You know the the ability he has. He got, again, like I say, he got bullied in the air a little bit on the fade. And I think that has to do with his size. But this guy reacts really quickly. He's got that lateral slide to him. He has a feel how to play with his offhand and stuff. So I kind of got him more in the third round, probably because of the the lack of height. He's a, he, right now five ten, one ninety one. I think I'm carrying him at. You know, so doesn't sound like a Chris Richard guy. Well, you know, but then again, when you talk about guys that play, you know, long arm guys that play with the offhand and stuff, we saw, you know, th- those are the kinds of guys to talk about. But you're you're not discouraged. You're not discouraged. You're not wrong. About if we're talking about the long arm guys, then that's the yeah, Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Yeah, the there Lon- you go. Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky, the Penn State kid. Yeah, I think all, you know. We'll see how I, some of these guys might get pushed up because they play corner and they have the the length. Yeah, the height, length, speed, but. If they're there in the late third, that would make some sense. I'll yeah. answer. I'll answer one from Ruben Isaiah Johnson. I kind of liked him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Houston. this. We get this a lot. I wish I had a date for you. Uh, he says, "Do the Cowboys have any compensatory picks?" I'm, I'm. I'm certain that they will get at least one. They're, yeah, the fourth round. They're due a fourth from Anthony Hitchens. Yes. I know. People in the front office are at least optimistic that they'll also get a sixth. Hmm. Don't ask me. Like the the formula is so bizarre. If it's you can all you know. Explain it. Let me know. Incoming contracts, outgoing contracts. How yeah. much did you pay? How much did they pay? How much did they play during the season? I don't remember the particulars of it, but the fact that they released uh, Deontay Thompson before before they got their fourth back. Yeah. Yeah. So they sh- they should. Or they at least have a chance to get a sixth. So they have five picks right now. There's at least a decent chance they 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 will certainly get a, a fourth for Hitchens, and then they might get another one. So they kind of should an, have as many as seven picks. Kind of in an interesting spot, sitting at the bottom of the draft, you know, of each round. Yeah. When you're sitting down there, though, somebody maybe from the top of the next round want to come visit you. Yeah. So that's kind of maybe there's a player that they do not want to get out of the round. So if you're interested in maybe moving back a few spots. So you take that that fifty eight, move back. Maybe you could pick up some extra stuff along the way. But sitting at the bottom of the draft is not a bad thing if you're looking to, to add picks because people from the top of the draft want to get back in. Like I said, the league has a date for everything that happens except for that. Like I, they, I don't know when they're going to announce the comp picks. It usually does it happen while we're at the combine or it used to happen at the owners' meetings. Or but then they start last week. They surprised us and did it a couple weeks earlier. So sometime in March, if yeah, I had to I, guess. Er, early March would be be my guess. Uh, all right, we touched on this in the first segment. Uh, how important is the cowboy? How important is pick fifty eight to this roster in twenty nineteen? Meaning, hmm. if Jeffrey Simmons' yeah, ACL injury pushes him down toward fifty eight, do you? Pull a Jerry special and grab him, or nah? Not playing at all, right, Dane, in 2019? Doesn't you, seem likely. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, you, you wouldn't want to push him. You know, I mean, where do you think... Okay, first of all, his draft evaluation and projection was 
difficult to begin with because of the the baggage. Um, and you know, it's it's funny because you talk to people. Films in Mississippi is State, top twelve, right? Film top six, top seven. That, that, I mean, they, I was being nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, so thank you for he's, being. He's a good player. Last week when you were you and I were talking, the, the one thing that I came away with the draft show is that from last week was Williams is clearly your top. Quinn and Williams. Quinn Williams from Alabama is clearly your top guy, but the gap between him and Simmons, Mississippi State, is not as vast as that's, one might that's think. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's. I think Nick Bosa and Quinn and Williams are the two best players in this draft, and then there's a, a there's a gap. But Simmons is in on this, that second tier, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I think we agree there. Uh, but you know, because of what happened when he was uh, in March, right after he signed to Mississippi State, before he even you know went on the campus. Yeah, that's what people on Periscope are telling me. This wasn't even. It, this didn't happen at college. No, it this happened. Whole, yeah. No, I mean he he technically wasn't even enrolled. So you know, it's something that is uh, carrying over. There's video of it. And if there's video, then <laughs> yeah, see, that's baggage. Sometimes you have to take those things into account, Brian. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I, so I'm we'll, not, we'll see. I mean, th- I, I'm I think, not trying to be mean here. He, I, he, I feel really strongly he would have been a top twenty pick. Now he could have been as high as top seven or eight, or it could have slipped to the teens. Who knows? Now with the ACL, my early guess is he goes somewhere between twenty five and fifty. That's just my early guess. See, I've talked. So you still are in a situation where you're probably having to trade up to get a guy I, who's not going to play. I've talked to I've talked to several scouts around the league about this, and I said, "Can this guy get to the Cowboys?" And they, to a man, were saying, "No, I don't. No way." They, they. But I like what you're saying because I think, 50, 50's, 50's close. Yeah, they, I'm going to steal. Seem to think scouts seem to think twenty five. To more like forty-five. That's kind of where that that range yeah. for. The, I'm going to steal a point points. right off of Dane's Twitter. I think you were the one that made it. Is Sidney Jones is yeah. not as good of a player as Jeffrey Simmons? Not at all. And he went forty-four with a yeah. torn Achilles. Yeah. yeah. And so really, I mean, Achilles are looking at it as point, a yeah. worse injury than uh, that's Dane's. It's Dane's point. I just said. Oh, oh yeah, because Sidney Jones was looked at as a guy that's a possible first rounder, top twenty pick possibly, and you know he had the Achilles at his pro day and. Yeah, still went. I think forty three to the to the Eagles. So, and there's been some mixed results how that's worked out for Philly. But Jeffrey Simmons, I think somewhere twenty five to fifty. I don't think he's gonna be there fifty eight. But I'm gonna is, I'm gonna step out on a limb and say he's still a first round pick. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, and it, it'll be it'll the be Rams Raiders 31. got three. I'm right. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a Patriots type pick or maybe a you know a team with multiple picks yeah. or a team that doesn't have a drastic need. It's just like yeah, let's get this Rams badass. at 31. I think that makes some sense. Uh, just a question here, kind of switching things. Joseph asked uh, off, off Periscope. He said he's seen some second round pro- uh, projections for Nada, the tight end from Georgia. It's possible. Is that possible? Possible. I don't know if it's likely. Um, I think Irv Smith's clearly your second round tight end, and then Sternberger uh, first round tight end. Uh, Irv Smith. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying there. Top forty. I mean, he's going to go somewhere in top forty. I okay. wonder if that's and I I like Nada a lot. I you know we talked about him Thursday. I yeah. sat down and watched him for a couple hours on Friday. Big fan. I mm-hmm. think he fits really well with what the Cowboys do. Uh, Kevin Turner wrote a really nice write up yeah. on him on Twitter. Or well, on the athletic, but he was promoting it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, you know, Cowboys draft hive mind. Maybe he's overvalued in our minds because he f- seems to fit with this team. God, he's a good-looking so well. player, though. No, he is a oh, good-looking player. Oh, I'm so glad but I got to watch him is, play. Is he a top forty pick? I don't no, think I don't so. Think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. See, I have, I have Sternberger over him, though. So do I. 
Yeah. I, but I, but man, the tags just are... gun gun to your head. Do you think? <laughs> I know. Sorry. Yeah. Do you, like if he's there at fifty eight, I kind of I got to imagine there's a better player also there. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a third round grade on Nada. I like him a I, lot. I do too. But you know, he just I like him a lot. I don't think I like him. But there at goes there goes the right. th- there goes the thought of there goes the thought of if you don't draft him at fifty eight, you're not going to see him at. Well, that's that's the draft. I mean, no, right. no, but right. that's yeah, that's, he's not going to last thirty two more picks. But exactly. Does, does that make that's him not reason to worth picking at over, 58? right? Not reason I'm to overdraft just, him. I'm just saying. No, I, I'm a big fan of his. If he, you know, if they drafted him, I wouldn't be upset. But I just think there will be a better player there. Yeah, trade up in the third round and go get him. Um, I got one. Okay, this is a fun one. From, I got one too. If you need one, uh, I well, here. All right, I, I'll go. Then you go. Uh, our buddy Jonah Tulls. Yeah, which good the, scout. The way y'all were talking up Jawan Williams from Vanderbilt last week, this, he should pay attention. Well, here we. He, he wants to know he, who's better. Who's the better Williams, Jawan or Greedy? And he he thinks it's Jawan for whatever it's worth. I think Jawan definitely has better upside. Um, with what he could be, because he's just—you don't see corners like Juwan Williams. You don't. Um, I can't wait to take a picture of him at the combine. <laughs> he, that is, he, I'm taking that. I just, can't pull that out. Pull as that. A drop. Yeah, and, pull yeah. that out as a drop. No, uh, that guy—he's physically <laughs> on tape. My gosh, you see uh, that guy? You're gonna stand next to his podium oh, yes. like you did for Miles yes, Jack. I'll be like oh, beaming with oh, pride. Yeah. That's kind of when it's kind of creepy when, scout guy. When, when yeah. Miles Garrett came out, he just—he looked like an action figure. Uh, yeah. By the way, DK Metcalf, you see that picture? Oh my What's god. What's up with that? He needs he that's, needs to lose some weight. I was gonna yes. say that's that's almost too much. David like, Boston like maybe? Well very Boston, it's very Boston impressive, was, but Yeah, but that's not, what I'm saying. David uh, Boston was the ninth overall pick. Yeah. So Greedy Williams is commonly looked at as a top fifteen prospect. Mm-hmm. It's third on my board. Third overall? Holy. No, no, no. Third of the third. Corner, okay, I was corner. gonna say, I think you're you, crazy. Byron Murphy's your top guy, right? Yeah. And who do you have? Two. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna tell you that. Jawan Williams. <laughs> Jawan. Murphy Baker Williams. Okay, DeAndre Baker. Yeah. So uh, where does Jawan Williams fall on He's your... a second round guy. He's the next and then Yasin and Mullen. So as much as you like him, you think that there's a pretty clear gap between the two. Between Jawan and Greedy. Well, yeah, because it's one's a first round. <laughs> it's okay to it's, admit it. Like it's, it's you're not it's, killing anybody. No, no, but you, it's like get off the fence. No, I'm, I'm trying not to be on the fence. Okay, you know when it's it. all said and done, I bet you I end up shoving. I bet you I shove Williams up there in the first. I bet you I do because I'm a coward. The way you're gushing about. Okay, him. well he's probably going to run a four five four. You know he's not going to run really well. Tape is so good. People, well it's it's good and bad. I mean let's be you know I think the traits the traits are what's really impressive with Joe on Williams. Yeah, you watch the Georgia game. That's what sticks out in my mind. That showed I thought. A lot of the good and a lot of the bad because he moves really well. He he's a loose athlete. He's big and long, but he also got beat deep. I mean, if he takes a false step, he's done. He's toast. Yeah, but he's got those. He's got the length to like when he's on right. the line. He's not now. If they play him that way, if they play if a zone team, and I don't mean to be like just he's not going to be for everybody. Guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not. But I just look at that guy and I'm thinking, and then, and then there's been some there's been some corners in this league or guys that we've seen. Before. I remember that Utah kid back in the day that was tall. That was probably four years ago. Eric Rowe. Yeah, that that kind of the yeah. long, uh, you know, big, a lot, yeah. big guy, and you're like, oh, this guy's, and then and then he just busts. 
cornerback is the position that scares me the most, honestly. Probably because I I think it's well, other than quarterback, it's the hardest position no in question. football. Absolutely. And like every year, you've like become enamored with this dude with you know this huge wingspan, and he's six two, but he can run like a gazelle. And then you know he's just it's my favorite never person to evaluate because it's so fast. It's like a dance. It's you know the traits are one thing, the techniques another. Ball instincts. Uh, there's so many layers that go to making a good corner. I, I mean, greedy to me. I I'd go with him over Joan Williams, but I mean, they're both top five corners in this class. Wouldn't shock me if they go both in the first round. Um, you know, I think this is a. It's, it's not. Would a bad you be su- class. Would you be surprised if Williams went above greedy Williams in this draft? Not completely shocked. I'd be surprised. Not completely shocked. I think I'd be surprised, which I, it's always interesting just to see how the narrative changes. Like when college, when, you know, in October of the season, it was like, well, Greedy Williams is a top five pick. And then so how does how does the reality shape up to what the narrative was? So like right. the narrative says Greedy is going to be a top 15 pick. So if another cornerback were to go above him, that would be it would be pretty surprising. What do you think about Baker from Georgia? Disappointed he pulled out of the senior bowl or he didn't accept yeah, his, sure. his senior bowl invite. Um I thought he he has a really just natural way of I think reading and then making a play at the catch point. Yeah. Um, you're gonna see what he runs because I don't think he's you know he he's not a burner. Yeah, he's not gonna. I don't think he's. And I, I think you could say that about like all these quarters. Byron Murphy. Yes, he's not an elite size speed guy. No, uh, you know he just has tremendous His quickness and anticipation. Yeah. yeah, the ball skills are outstanding. Yeah. He I think he's like above average in everything except length, size, speed. I'm talking about Byron Murphy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you could say that. I mean, DeAndre Baker's undersized a little bit. Uh, I, I like Rocky Sin a lot. Yeah. Joe Juan Williams. So each one of these guys, you can poke holes in them. It just kind of depends on what type of corner you're looking for. And if you if you really love Samuel, Debo Samuel from mm. South Carolina. Speaking of guys, I'd take over Nada. Yeah, but don't, Baker, wa- don't, don't watch Baker the tape. Down. Don't watch the tape against Georgia. Hmm. Don't watch that tape. Okay. That's bad tape for him. I got bad right. tape for Samuel. Put it that way. Real quick before we take this break, yeah. here this is a, it's a very it's a very Cowboys centric question, but it's a good question from Wayne. Um, it's a good point. The Cowboys always try to address their biggest holes in free agency with minor signings mm-hmm. to free them up in the draft. What's that position like? If you know. They're going to make two or, th- you know, outside of re-signing their own guys, they're going to sign. They're not going to be needle-moving signings, most likely, but they're going to sign some guys just to give themselves freedom in the draft. What position is that? Can I can... What do you got? Well, the problem is, though, would I like a 31-year-old slot receiver that can play inside and out? Who are you talking about? Golden Tate. Ah. Okay. Okay. Now does that That's dress? interesting. Now, I saw you now, talking about that on Twitter. Yeah, now the thing about it is though, Dane's told me that there's a lot of slot players in this draft. There's a lot of slot players in every draft. Yeah. But am I am I willing to go out and say okay, I can I can sign a Golden Tate that could play slot and inside or some slot and outside or can I go and load up and try and get this guy from the Great Northwest to come here? And recruit him now. Can't I mean, do about, both. I can't do both. I just can do one. Probably you probably can't do both. They no, I'm, I'm, I can't do both. do both. I can only do one. Which one would you rather have? That's what I'm asking right now, boys. I'd rather have the safety. Uh, yeah, I think that's easy to me. Okay, if that's the case, then Dane, we're going to need to load up and talk about these slot players. That is a step. That is a step above what the Cowboys traditionally do. And and hey, 
you can't you can't predict anything with certainty. I definitely think that there are going to be some Earl Thomas conversations. There's going to be some Earl Thomas conversations, but that is it's a going departure about, from what they've done in the last. It's five going to be years. about Earl to be about Earl Thomas conversations of how much money. Yeah, they they realize Earl Thomas is a really good football player. Knowing Rod Marinelli, and I'm you know there's a million people that are going to hate what I'm about to say, but I could see them signing like a veteran, just defensive tackle guy to get the job done. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. Not, not, not meaning they wouldn't draft one, but just to make sure they don't have to draft one. I'll tell you what, though, man. This defensive tackle group is not bad. No, it's, it's really good. Not, not bad at all. And that's where I kind of, again, I'm start. you know, when you, we talked about Williams and Oliver from Houston, Simmons, Wilkins from Clemson, Jones from Ohio State, Tillery is a guy we mentioned. Lawrence, who knows? Mm. Dexter Lawrence from Clemson, who knows where that, that all is going to – where that one's going to shake out. Bugs from Alabama. I mean, it's a pretty deep list of guys. Okay, but just but can't you just see him? Okay. Ren from Arizona State's yep. another guy that we need to mention. I'll be I'll be an LSU homer for a sec just because he's the first name that cropped up on my on my screen. Like Benny Logan's going to be a free agent. Yeah, couldn't you see him just offering him a small deal just so he's there, so they don't have to get a defensive tackle early in the draft? That's like exactly the type of thing Who, they like the to do. More that we have that uh, Who? the defensive tackle that we that got hurt during the season. That why am I going brain dead? I don't know. More to Montre Moore. He's been gone for a year. I'm thinking. Of, I, I I hate when I do this to myself. RD tackle. Yeah, we there was a defensive tackle that they really really liked. Rice, you're killing me. No, look it up. I'm, I am. But, but anyway, you're killing me. There, there was God. What? More just Dayton Jones. Dayton Jones. Oh, he didn't get hurt in the middle of the season. He got hurt in training camp. Yeah, but Dayton Jones. Yeah, somebody okay. They yeah, there he's you go. still around. You can yeah. do that. See, that's what I'm saying. I was more. It's, I did that with him. It's more Jones. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, that's all right. No, that's a good point. But that that might be something that they do. But I, I'm I'm if you if you guys tell me I could get Earl Earl Thomas. I just to it, play safety. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look at drafting a slot player. Then we say it all the time, but like. The conversation will change because of free agency. Like, right. you know, I'm driving the train to draft a wide receiver right, right. now. If they go get Golden Tate, I'm going to shut up about that because it doesn't make sense. Get so, Penny Hart in the late third round. Who is a combine snub, by the way. The biggest combine snub this year. Dumb. Um, all right. Do we need to take a break? We do need to take a break. I was looking at just uh, looking through Periscope real quick. Uh, they're on the, they're on the, 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 the Tate train. But they're also on the Earl Thomas. Train, I'd way so. rather have Earl than Tate. No, and and I think Golden Tate's a great player. No yeah, disrespect yeah. to him. Okay, when we come back, uh, we're going to have some more draft talk for you. Stay tuned. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to Directv now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com. direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months from use monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars and less canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply it's time for tailgating with the otterbox boys the otterbox that builds those crazy protective phone cases yep and now they're changing the side dish game with the otterbox trooper soft cooler lightweight mobile and leak proof Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper... 
It's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. This This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Cowboys on the clock. Hey, Back here. Oh, oh you got to read. Go I, ahead. I'm I do sorry. have yeah. read. That's okay. Go ahead and read it. A festival unlike any other is coming to AT&T Stadium May 10th through 12th. The Killers, Kid Rock, Sting, Leonard Skinner, Little Big Town, Dennis Miller, and over 50 more legendary acts will be live at the multi-stage event taking place inside and outside of AT&T Stadium. Kaboo, Texas is a one-of-a-kind sensory experience that brings music, art, comedy, culinary, fashion, and indulgences together for a weekend you won't want to miss. Buy your passes now before they sell out at KaboooTexas.com. KaboooTexas.com. Quick story, if you guys allow me. K-A-A-B-O-O. Lost the uh, thanks, Dave, for that. We lost a scout this week, Ron Hughes. Mm. Now, take a real quick story about Ron Hughes, what kind of guy Ron Hughes was. was I've never known you to tell a quick story. Okay, I'll do it the best I can. We're at the Combine Timing. And we're sitting there at the 40. Hughes's group, he's with the Lions. He's lined up in front of us. I think the Colts were behind us at the time. So we're all lined up in our row. In between players, Hughes turns to his intern to his right, reaches to his wallet, and hands a kid a $100 bill. And he says, hey, we need $100 worth of White Castle hamburgers right now. So the kid took off. <laughs> Still there time in players. Next thing you know, this kid, you know, those little White Castle hamburgers are like little oh, yeah. biscuit burgers, There's right? A white, about 50 cents a piece. So White Castle, like half yeah, or half. Yeah, White Castle. When you walk at the combine in Indianapolis. You the, ever had Crystal? Crystal White Castle? Oh, really? Well, okay. It's a bite-sized burger. It's, it's yeah. Okay. Hughes, it's, Hughes, a slider? Yeah, yeah basically yeah. a slider. Hughes, yeah. Hughes went into his pocket, gave this kid a $100 bill, and came back. Kid had boxes of hamburgers. And so all the scouts, we were all up there time in 40s, like clocks in one hand, White Castles in the other. Just kind of munching away, but uh, you know that was kind of the guy Ron Hughes was. He said, "Ah, you know, I'm going to buy lunch for everybody up there at the timing stations nice. and stuff at the combine." So we we lost one uh, this week. Ron was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, you know, rest in peace, my friend. I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. Um, okay, you uh, people on Periscope, you know me. I love this Periscope stuff. You really do. I think if we I, I love the interaction. Yeah. I love the interaction. Yeah. Okay, and it's like AJ. I think they're doing this right. AJ, his idea is Earl Thomas in free agency, defensive tackle at 58, Penny Hart in the third, running back in the fourth. What about his plan? 
or her plan? Honestly, I love I love the plan, but it drives me crazy when people do that. Like they create a grocery list of like this this is how you're going to solve you the team's problems. You guys are swatting problems. down our fans. Well, huh? what's, you don't predetermine. What is the tagline of the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's investigate and, and educate. educate. Like the whole reason we do this is to open your mind up to as many possibilities as possible so that you don't fixate on one thing. So you're not sitting there like, it's got to be Penny Hart with pick number nine. Do we know their third round pick? Do we know the number yet? I don't uh, think we I, even do. I, we, we do because... It's like 91? Yeah, something like that. The earliest comp pick is at the end of the third round, so we do know it. I just It's got to be Penny Hart with pick... No, it doesn't. No. Because what if what if an offensive tackle is graded significantly higher than Penny Hart? Or and Isaac then, Nott is there. Or, I, yeah, I mean, no. Right. Yeah, like, I love the idea because I do think they need to draft a running back. Sure. I do think they need to draft a slot receiver. I would love to have Earl Thomas on this team, but to itemize it like that and set yourself up that's why like 75 percent of draft picks get booed because dumb, dumb draft fans not our fans because our fans are smart but no, dumb, i was hoping you were going to qualify that our fans are incredible but yeah. <laughs> dumb dumb draft fans are like it's gotta be a d tackle or else it's a wasted pick no how many and and to be perfectly fair, we had plenty of our own doubts about Leighton Van Der Esch during the draft process, but how many people were upset about that pick because it didn't hit like... It wasn't per- a wide receiver. It wasn't like it didn't hit the perfect chord, you know? Yeah. Like it wasn't, how, how could they do that when we need a defensive tackle? Oh, he's in the Pro Bowl. Shut right. up. Stop. Like that's not how the draft works. So no, you're right. I love the thought process, and I would I would do a backflip if they got a really good running back in the fourth round. But what? I understand that it doesn't always fall that way. What do you think about Bryce Love in the fourth? I'm here for it. I love. There's it. another one of those knees, right? Yeah. That's don't do it. In I'll the tell you. What, he, he, I'll Make tell your what, risky pick in the fourth. You're gonna have two fourth round picks. No, I tell you what, Bryce Love to me. When I first watched, I felt like Bryce Love should have come out his junior year. Oh, every no. If Bryce no Love comes out that. his junior year, he might he might have been a, a high second round pick. You'd have been top fifty. Yeah, top sixty. Yeah, there's no question. But this is a guy that loved college. He he cared more about getting his degree than bolting yeah. for the NFL. So yeah, if he could do it all over again, he probably still goes back to school. Yeah, he doesn't leave early, even though this senior year did not. It, offensive line was terrible. The quarterback didn't help him out. Yeah. He didn't have a great year, and then of course the injury. Even if he had to redo it all over again, he probably would have just because that's the type of kid he is. But with that said, you get a two-round discount, get him in the late fourth round this year. That's not a bad uh, catch. I have really good catcher, really good runner. I have a few misgivings just because I mean, how do you all feel about making him run between the tackles? I don't feel good about it. No, and that's and, not his strength. Oh, but no, but man, he, he he's not afraid. No, I didn't say he's I mean, afraid. McCaffrey yeah. proved that. McCaffrey, they, the way the offense is, you, you have to be able to run through the tackles to play I don't between wor- the tackles to play at Stanford. I don't worry about his willingness to do it. I worry about his durability. And I, I understand I understand that you have Zeke, huh? but he's still going to have to be able to do it to be a well-rounded backup. But I would still like if you could, again, you know, we'll see what the comp picks are. But like, if you could get him with pick number one thirty-seven, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm way here for it. What position do you have in the hardest to evaluate right now? Uh, probably. I mean, would, pe- would people sit down and really start digging in on these guys? What area are they going to go? My gosh, I don't know which direction this is going to go. Yeah, the linebackers. Because there's just not that. There's not that many, and then the ones at the top, you're kind of like you. So if you need a you, linebacker, you're kind of S L 
SLO, is that they say? SOL. Yeah. Leighton Vanderesh should be the top linebacker in this draft. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a reach at all by saying that. No. Um, you got the kid that's undersized at Michigan. I mean, yeah, you love him, but again, yeah. it's just he's undersized and that shows up. Um, you know, there's so much to like about uh, Mac Wilson yeah. from Alabama, but he just, the light bulb has to come on at some point for him. You know, right. it, it just, he didn't show that development this year you wanted to see. And then after that, like, I really like Jermaine Pratt from NC State. Yeah. Really like uh, Tavai from Hawaii. But Tavai from Hawaii is really good. Yeah. And so these guys are day two picks, and I think they can play in the league, but it's just not a really, like, I'm mapping out, I've been doing my top 10 on the athletic the last uh, few weeks, and I just posted pass rushers yesterday. Tomorrow will be defensive tackles. Monday will be linebackers, and I'm trying to narrow down. I mean, I have like my top nine. I'm just trying to figure out who that last guy is at the 10th spot. It's just kind of tough because just trying to fill these guys in because there's just there's a lot of names and not a lot of talent. See that that would scare me a little bit if I'm as a team looking for a linebacker. Which it should selfishly I'm not worried about it because no, I'm, but I'm talking about all our brothers and sisters who are following yeah. other teams. Screw them. It's, it's probably the <laughs> sorry. Screw I, them. I, I apologize. If we're gonna rank the positions in this year's draft, I think linebackers probably at that that bottom, if not at uh, the very very bottom. They want to know about the linebacker from Notre Dame. Devon Coney. Yeah. Uh, I like him. I don't love him like other people do. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's he got better in coverage this past year, but I still have questions. I don't think he's gonna a guy that's gonna be able to cover uh in man especially. So he's like a two down player, maybe? Is he, not, is he six foot two two thirty? Is he six foot two thirty? Six one, two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um but he's not a guy that I'm gonna trust on third down. Uh, I mean I I there are other linebackers in this draft that I would rather have in ter- if we're talking about it. If you're looking for a three-down guy, um, Tavai, Pratt, take both those guys as three-down players over uh, Tavon Coney. And I think Coney's a solid, probably a third-rounder because mm-hmm. uh, I think he does a lot of things well. But I don't know. It's tough to get really excited about him. That's, that's I mean, that's a scary proposition. I mean, so what? You got Devin White, Devin Bush. Yeah. Who am I forgetting? Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson. Tavai Pratt, he mentioned. Not trying to, I'm not trying to pat the Cowboys on the How's back. How's the Joseph hard, kid from Florida? Vander Esch pick looks even better. Yeah, in light of that fact, Joseph's like maybe that. keeping Sean Lee too. You love the strengths, but the the weaknesses you really worry about. I mean, he's just he flies all over all over the field. You love that, but uh, he just he's over aggressive. He false steps everywhere. Um, there's a lot of things about him that you're optimistic, but you're also you're very cautious. Uh, if not safety, then or if not linebacker, then safety is a position that another. I think it's better than linebacker, but another one where you have questions about some of these players. Yeah, love Adderley. Uh, I think Thompson's you know not that top ten pick that you know we thought maybe initially in the beginning of the season when he got off to such a hot start. Uh, when you you know the full body of work and you watch his film, he, and he's more of a late one, early two. Uh, I love Taylor Rapp. He's a guy. He's going to be a starting safety in this league for a long time. Even though he might never make a Pro Bowl, because yeah. he's not, I don't think he's elite. He is, yeah, he's a good player, though. Uh, You're right about that. But you know, Jonathan Abram, Juan Thornhill. Um, we kind of talked about Thornhill and Abram last week, though, didn't we? Like on yeah. the Would You Rather kind of a guy. Abram, uh, Mississippi State safety. Right. He's a kid that's matured. Got he's the working wide out. Uh, he's working out here. Michael Jordan McKinney. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, I mean, he's he's married. He has a daughter. I mean, he's yeah, he's kind of an older gentleman uh, of that locker room. Um, well, I didn't fall in love with Hooker or with Bell. Hooker being from Iowa, fall and, in love with Hooker. Yeah, um, yeah, he uh, he. 
I love the I love these. I love yeah. these exchanges. Yeah. He, you love the instincts, like I. But he's just not a premier athlete. Like he's almost like a. a, a he almost has linebacker athleticism. Yeah. You know, and but I think he sees the field really well. I think he anticipates really well. He just he doesn't have that quick twitch that you really want in a guy that is going to be covering a slot or you you want single high or so. I, I I struggle with him as well. I mean, I you're not wrong. The Fresno State kid as well, Mike Bell. Uh, I think they're both kind of in a similar range. That was a um, a Twitter question that we didn't get to, but that conversation reminded me. Yeah, we got a couple minutes. It was along the lines of like. Uh, you know, is is safety a situation where if you don't get one early, is it worth trying to get one at all? Which I can't help but think about Xavier Woods and how late you got him and how well he's played. So I don't know. I don't know. That third round grade on Xavier Woods. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. is I mean, is there depth there? Like I I remember saying that last. That's year. a position. I mean, if you're not going to, I'm, ha- I'm working through these defensive linemen right now. If you're not going to get it in the second or third yeah. round. Is it really better than what you already have on the roster? That's fair. Mike yeah. Evans, Blair from Utah. Unless you're going for a pure upside kid that you want to develop, I, I think in terms of immediately play right now, make a big impact. Yeah, you're not wrong. If you don't get a guy in the second or third round, you're not going to f- probably find him in the fourth. That's all the more reason if you're going to make a splashy free agent signing. All the more reason for it to be Earl, because I guarantee you we can find a slot receiver on day three. I. Oh, I promise. Renfro. Trey Quinn was Mr. Irrelevant last year, which I still can't wrap my head around. Yeah. I, I, you know, and and Kent's got the uh, Earl Thomas video playing right now for you. If you're uh, watching along with us, that's the one thing that cat can do. He's around the football. Do you think this team would be open to a big slot receiver? Or do you think they really want that? uh, Humphrey from Texas? Lil Jordan, yeah. Or do you think they really want that? Quick-footed. I can't say what they want, right? But that's kind of what I've been saying: is I'm over the idea that your slot has to be five eight. And I mean, Cole Beasley's great; mm-hmm. he's a really good player. But like, you know, again, what's I've, easier for the quarterback to throw to the guy that has separation or the guy that's bigger that, well, that probably will you, have contested catches? You can't find a guy that can do both. And, and maybe no, no, no. Jordan I'm just Humphrey's saying, not that guy, but. Jalen Hurd from Baylor, another one. Yeah, that's another guy I need to look at. Juju Smith-Schuster is technically a slot receiver, but yeah. he can do a lot more than that. No, mm-hmm. so can Golden Tate. So why don't you go find that guy no, instead I'm, of a – you know, I want a guy that can line up everywhere. If he I'm lines a, up predominantly sure. in the slot, that's great. But I want a guy who can do it all. What about the kid Doss from – is it uh, Cal Poly? Or Cal, Cal Davis. Cal Davis? Uh, yeah, just – Really, really uh, seasoned route runner. Like he, is every, he every slot step. guy is he kind of a? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't. I don't mean to ask you a question. That, I, don't, I don't see why he couldn't. He'd yeah. be a slot guy, but he's not going to be a you know a quick twitch guy. But yeah. at the same time, he understands uh, how to manipulate defenders, get their uh, hips turned. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think he could play in space and do that, be just fine. Okay, that's a that's a question to get answered at the combine. Like yeah, when you're out at the bars or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do we do we need to just be right. looking at the Hunter Renfro type receivers, right. or do we need to have a wider net? Need to have a wider net there. So yeah. okay, hey, well, that's about all the time we have today. I'm going to just kind of talk through some things that we need to do. Uh, next week, our group is out of town on Thursday, being DallasCowboys.com, and so we're going to have the draft show for you Friday. The Friday, next Friday, not Thursday, but next Friday. I'll tweet it out and kind of follow along with all our accounts, and we'll make sure you know about that at the time. Probably 11 a.m. on Friday or maybe earlier. We'll figure it out. And then the next thing is we got the Combine, which we'll be at in Indianapolis the following week. 
Shows will be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So Love it. you'll have the draft show, uh, you'll have it Friday and then five days after that. So really excited about that. Really excited what's uh, ahead for the show. Really excited again to have everybody involved the way we do. Thank you guys for being a part of this. From my buddies Dane Burglar, David Hellman, Kit Garrison, I'm Brian Bross. We'll see you next Friday with another edition of The Draft Show. Stay tuned. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?